This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 349 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says, I do not stand by in the presence of evil. Okay. That's from, I'm just watching the lead of Battle Angel. Uh, yeah, that's what that's from. But, uh, yeah, before it's on HBO, so I was watching it. and I still love that movie. It's a good movie. I don't care what anybody fucking says, Stork. Nice. It's a good movie. I enjoy it. And I do think it's... I mean, like, there's a difference. Like, I'll tell you, like, I like Valerian. Uh, it's a bad movie. Like, right. I'm not going to tell you it's a good movie. Right, it's a right. bad movie. I just enjoy it. Right. I think Elite of Battle Angel is actually a very good movie. I think it's underrated, and I think if people would have given it a chance, it probably would have done better in theaters. I just think it's an underrated movie yeah, yeah, that's yeah. actually better than people say. Right. You know, but... For, I guess the first thing we should say is uh, R.I.P. to the Mamba. Yeah. 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 Any other folks that were in the Mamba? And any other, pro- any other yeah, I mean, there was, I mean, you know, him and his, his, his uh, 13-year-old daughter, uh, Gianna, plus, I think there was like seven other people. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it sucks, but I mean, you know, I was a Kobe fan. Yeah. You know, I've talked about him before, and, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, mm-hmm. but that hurt. I'll admit I rolled a tear. Yeah. Uh, on Sunday, I did. Like, I, I got, like, Sunday hurt. Because yeah. it was like, I, I think, I think, like, if, if, at this point, if we were to lose Magic or Michael or Kareem, you'd kind of sit there and you'd say, okay, yeah. I mean, it's sad, but, you know, yeah. But Kobe was only 41. Yeah. He just retired three years ago. Right. You know, he, he, he had so much going on in his life. You know, he had, he was at peace with the way he left basketball and, you know, he was moving on to much better things yeah. in his life. Like it, it, it was, it's a sad thing cause you just, it, it was somebody that was just struck down too early. And in the, in the way he, he died too, like in a helicopter crash. Yeah. It's kind of horrific. It, it's, it's kind of horrific and you know, it's, it's very sudden. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, you know, he had a disease or, he had an annual. It wasn't a health problem that took Kobe Bryant from us. It was a helicopter crash, and that's. Right. I just can't imagine being on board with your own kid. No, no, not at all. I that mean, that's those last looks. It's like yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, Man, that's that's where it kind of like yeah, yeah all of them. I mean, they, can yeah, you imagine yeah, panic and terror. It's awful. Yeah, so. it is. It's absolutely awful. I mean, and, and uh, you're right. I mean, there were several other people on that. That helicopter too, and you know, I mean, all of them are. But you know, unfortunately, Kobe Bryant's the famous one. He's the guy I, I identify with. He was a, he was my bridge in basketball. Yeah, yeah. He was a bridge from Jordan to LeBron. Yeah. And 
You're right. You know. Damn, he was good too. Yeah, he was. You know. I like the like the the only bright side, if you want to call it a bright side, is having people like playing Kobe Bryant moments on TV. Yeah. Like I kind of forgot like the moment where he tore his Achilles. Uh-huh. And he walked to the foul line and took his two three throws and then walked to the bench <laughs> on a blown Achilles. Yeah. You know, the night he scored 81. Yeah. You know, they, you know, his final game where he put up 60. You know, I mean, he, he put up 60 on 50 shots. Yeah. But still, like, everyone was just feeding the ball and Kobe was just like, this is my night. I'm just taking shot after shot after shot, you know. Yeah. I mean, and it's, you know, just drilling daggers into people in the, in the finals and the playoffs and stuff. I mean, it, it's shit like that that you're just like, I mean, like, that was – Kobe and Shaq was when the King, the Sacramento Kings were like that was like a big rival and the Kings were really good mm. and like you know just Kobe just killing them yeah you know and it's stuff it's stuff like that that makes you just remember just like the greatness of of what he was as a basketball player right you know and we you know everybody talks about Jordan and Jordan this and trying to flu game and the final shot against the Jazz and all that stuff and Kobe was just as fucking good. Mm. As close as you can get to Jordan without being Jordan. Yeah. I want to say it that way. Because here's the thing. Like, LeBron James could never be Jordan or Kobe because LeBron James is a completely different player. Yeah. And what LeBron James has is purely physical. Yeah. Like, you can't be LeBron James. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because you can't work to get the, the just the, the physical traits that LeBron James has. No matter how hard you work, you can't get there. Yeah. But – the thing that Kobe and Michael had in common is they worked. They worked hard. Yeah. You know, like we talked about Jordan just, you know, being the defensive player of the year. Kobe took great pride in his defense as well. Yeah. Because he wanted to be as close to Jordan as possible. And like, yeah, I yeah. And like you sit there and you say, wow, you wanted to be Jordan and you modeled your game after Jordan and you, you, know, you acted like Jordan, you know, but then you said, like, I say, well, who better to model your game after? It's not like he was like saying like, yeah, I want to be Reggie Miller. Right, <laughs> you know, right, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, that, that wasn't you, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna model a game after somebody, why not model after the best? Yeah, yeah. you know. So, he, he, oh, you could tell the way he shot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, he'll be missed. I mean, like it sucks. It does. Hold on. What's up? All right, a little technical difficulty there. Got that corrected. Good lord. What a mess. What a mess to start the show. Yeah. You don't even know they have it. Nancy has company downstairs. Yeah. So we're up in we're up here, we're recording in her office. Yeah. I got Don Johnson in a a wet shirt sitting standing in the ocean staring at me very provocatively. Yeah. It's clearly like 1985 Don Johnson, just for the record. It's not like modern-day John Johnson with his big old gut, <laughs> you know? Big old belly hanging over his belt. Ugh. So where are we? Um, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, we, we'll, 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 we'll get past Kobe. Yeah. I'm done with that. I can go on and on, but we'll go past that. Um, so how, you're, you're doing well? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I spent three hours in Pep Boys today. Yeah, I had some car trouble this week uh, too. 
That is the worst. Pet Boys is the worst. They are. I, I'm. I'm not. Like it's like they're 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 high. They're way overpriced. But the problem is, I had to have rear brakes done. Like the places I would normally take the car to, they don't do rear brakes. Yeah. They only do front brakes. What? Yeah. Like the place makes sense. Like the place down there, um, that Pennzoil place. Yeah. That we always take our cars to. Yeah. They don't do rear brakes. They only do front brakes. Because they you can do front brakes quick and easy. Oh. I you get like. Rear brake, like it all, like it took. Now, I mean, I'm not quite sure what all they have going on back there, but like I made an appointment for eleven o'clock this morning to have the brakes done. Yeah. And they gave me the inspection. You know, like they do a brake inspection to just verify what I think is wrong. Which they're uh-huh. like, "Yeah, you're right." I'm like, thank you. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> excuse me. So. Like, it took two hours. <laughs> wow. And that was for just the rear brakes and rotors, plus also I had them do a um a, a, a brake line flush. Yeah. Now, I've always known, like, rear brakes are, are harder to do than front brakes. Yeah. Like, that's just, I've known that. But, so, I think that's why, like, a lot of places, like that Pennzoil place that we take the cars to normally, they, they don't do rear brakes. Yeah. Because... Like, they can do front brakes in 45 minutes. Yeah. You know, they can have you in, out, and gone. Yeah. You make an appointment, they give you a 40... Like, I've seen them do it on their computer, like, the way they allot it is, like, front brakes, 45 minutes. Yeah. And that's how long it takes the guy to get it done. Wow. You know, they have you in and they have you out. They, their goal is to churn out as much as they can. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, like, they're limited with what they do. Right. Because of that. Right. You know, and, I mean, you can take it to a regular, like, a... A mechanic shop, but like so many of them are closed on Saturdays, and I needed to make an appointment, so it's like fuck, I gotta go to Pep Boys, you know. And of course, they're like, and you can use tires too. I'm like, yeah, I know that, but I'm not buying them from Pep Boys. <laughs> no way, dude. <laughs> I, you can hand me that whole buy four get one for free horse shit. You know, I'm still not buying my tires from Pep Boys. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I mean, like, I mean, otherwise, I mean, I know they do good work. It's not like I'm. You know, I'm no, getting, it's not like you're going to. I mean, they're not. They don't do bad work. No, not at all. I'm just saying. That it's just it's expensive. It's always expensive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's they're they're, they're like the same price as going to the dealer. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And here's what's amazing is like like so they have like this this corral where like you know this waiting area in in the auto parts store uh-huh. that you sit in. And it was like this menagerie of people that was just so fascinating. Yeah. Like, there's me, and then there's like this this little girl. I, she, she was a woman. I shouldn't say girl. This little woman. Like, she couldn't have been more than like five foot two, and she couldn't have weighed more than like 95 pounds. Mm-hmm. You know? And she's got this laptop, and like, I, I overhear the guy. She, she Apparently, she's there for tires only. Mm-hmm. But she was there. When I got there, and she was still there when I was leaving, because they were finding other shit wrong with her car. Of course they are. Of course they are. It's Pet Boys. It's Pet Boys. And she was just having them go ahead and fix everything. You know? So, but she's, like, sitting there, and she's on her, she's, she's got a an eye, and a, one of those, um, you know, Apple Airs. Yeah. Those, those la- like, type of laptops. And, but it's, like, just, like, covered with, like, stickers of Disney princesses. So it's like one of two things. Either that's something that she's really, really into, yeah. or I heard, overheard her say that she she you know, she drives a lot for her job, which I assume is probably with children, 
And so that's why the laptop is covered with, with those types of stickers. Yeah. You know, one of two things, you know, but still it's like, wow, okay, you're putting it out there on Front Street. All right, all right. And then there was this couple, like, they have, like, they have, like, the regular-sized chairs, and they've got, like, the high boys with a high-top table. Yeah. You know, which I don't know why, like, auto shop, shop places have to have these. Right, right. Like, it, like, but there they are. They're, they're sitting there. And it, it was clear they had, a, they had like, a breakfast because they had, like, a little bag. They were, like, wiping their mouths when I got there. But the entire time they, were, they sat there, they didn't say two fucking words to each other. They were both on their phones. The entire fucking, like, neither of them left their phones. Really the entire know. fucking time they were there. Yeah. And I'm just like, like I get it. Like I, you know, nobody wants to watch Jack Hanna. Yeah. yeah. You know, because that's what you got on the TV. It's like the Jack Hanna hour. Oh, shit. You know, which I'm like sitting there going, oh, Jack Hanna's t- talking to Cheetahs today. Okay, let's check this out. You know, yeah. you know, I'm intrigued by what's on the TV for some odd ungodly reason. But like, it's just like this strange menagerie of people. It was like, you know. There was another guy who, like, he'd be on his phone, he'd be off his phone, like, he kept, like, he put his phone away, and he'd bring it up, like, two seconds later, like, you know, and you're like, what's going on there, brother? You know, you making a deal with your weed dealer? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was, it was just this, this like, it was, I think it was just this weird vibe of people that you're there with. Yeah. And you're just like, well, we're all in this together. It's all of us and Jack Hanna. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So it's just like, and then, and then on top of it all, because like, it, it's like, it's Pet Boys, the fucking place smells like tires. Okay. Because they've got, like, just, like, mounds of tires. Yeah. You know, cause that's, I mean, that's what, they, you know, that's what they specialize in. Like, that's what most people go to Pet Boys for, is tires. Right. You know, as overpriced as they are, that's what people go there for. Yeah. I mean, I'm watching them roll tires past all fucking the whole fucking time on there. This fucking um, uh, not wheelbarrows, um, hand carts, hand cart, hand cart, like a. Oh my god! I can't even think of what this is. I own one now from the move. A dolly. A dolly. Yeah, just dollies with four tires rolling by. Like yeah. every, every couple of minutes. Yeah. Like, you know, I was just like, holy shit, they sell a ton of tires here, that's for sure. Yeah. But, like, it just, it smelled like fucking rubber. Yeah. You know? And even the guy said, like, when we, as I was checking out, he's like, yeah, I know you've been here a while, and I'm sure you're sick and tired of the smell of tires. I'm like, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> you know? <laughs> this is awful. I don't know how you deal with it. He's like, yeah, I'm used to it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that, that that was like my morning. You know, I'm like, I could not wait to get get home. Right, right. You know, done with it. Done with it. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Trying to watch do- some Doctor Who. End up taking a nap. I slept today too, man. I went out and did taxes this morning, and then yeah, came back and ate lunch, and then I was out. I slept for like five hours. Yeah. It was, yeah, just gone. It was like an hour nap I got. Yeah. Like, I, it wasn't like anything big. Like, but I got like a little, little nipper nap. Like, I, Dritz is downstairs today. Yeah. Dritz, Dritz is visiting the downstairs. Yeah. So, 
while he's visiting, like, he ends up crawling up on me, and I'm trying to watch some TV, and he just starts purring and snuggles into me, and I'm just like, oh, this is nice. You know, yeah. an hour later, I'm waking up, and he's got his ass in my face. Nice. Yeah. Hello, brown eye. <laughs> so. That's all I got. Yeah? Yeah. That was my week. So what's on the dock? Oh, let's see. That's a good question. What is on the dock? Hey, did you see the new trailer for F9? Nah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me, let me pause. F9? Yeah. Hold on. All right. So as you've just learned, F9 is Fast and Furious 9. Yes. That looks batshit stupid. Not just stupid, but it, it must be the longest fucking trailer I've ever oh, seen in my life. I feel like I watched the whole damn movie. Yeah. Like, I, I don't need to see the movie based upon this trailer. I can't get back that time. No. No, not at all. <laughs> Movies have escalated and escalated and escalated the, the level of just sheer stupidity with each and every movie. Yeah. Like, you're right. Like, you made the comment as you were watching the trailer. What happened to them being just being people that drove around L.A. in fast cars? Like, <laughs> yeah, we're well past that. Yeah, like, way past that. Special ops. Yeah. He's fucking driving the Batmobile, <laughs> essentially. Launching grappling hooks to swing from cliff to cliff. Like, like fucking Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Like, come on, man. I mean, this is awful. That's crazy. And the you know what the worst part is? It'll make $100 million. It'll make bank. Oh, I, I know. You know, they're, they're, this this is one of those franchises, like, like even I'll admit, like, once it hits HBO, I'll watch it. Right. Just because I'm so invested in this franchise at this point. I've seen all eight of them. Right. You know? So, like, I'm invested in the franchise, and I was like, I gotta watch it. I'm just not gonna pay good money to go to a theater and see this horse shit. Nah, I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> I didn't watch the second one. I, I you know, out of, out of a movie franchise that is so big. Yeah, it is because it's huge, and I recognize that. And yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, I've seen one of them. This I is, saw the first one. This is Medea level. Yeah, you know, it is. And I've watched the first one, and I, I, I was good. And the first one's a great movie. Yeah. I mean, it is honestly the best remake of Point Break you could have made. Yeah. I mean, it's a good film. Yeah. I like it. I, I don't rewatch it all the time. No. But I've seen it maybe three or four times. Yeah. In, the, in, in its career. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I'm good. But this shit is like... It's just off the hook stupid. Some of it. Well, I mean, like... Once they brought back Vin Diesel. Yeah. Because you had the second, like, the Vin Diesel did the first one. And the second one was Paul Walker. Mm. And the third one, neither of them were in it. Yeah. Like Vin Diesel has a cameo at the end of the third one. But that was like Tokyo Drift. Yeah. You know, and it's the fourth one where all of a sudden, like, it becomes like this international, like, Heist movie every single fucking time. Like, there's like, there's a bad guy, and we're gonna steal from him, 
And I mean, like, and meanwhile, the cops are on our tail, and like, right. and it escalates. Like, you know, you get to the point where you had the, you know, the Rock was chasing them, but now Ro- the Rock is part of the family. Right, right. You know, and then you had um, Kurt Russell was involved with it at some point yeah, for a yeah. couple of movies. Like, you know, as like the 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 man fought the financing the the group. You know, what the fuck is going on here? Right. But like, I would admit, like it, it's purely like. Horseshit entertainment that I just like I can completely turn myself off and just like don't care like I don't question like well this couldn't really fucking happen if it if it, if that car was really swinging across a cliff like that it would just have its fucking front end ripped off you know yeah, like cars like that won't go yeah I'm sorry you know but I don't question it I'm just like I wow mean, if they were in a jeep I would be believable yeah but not in a normal sports car no. Like the reason I say it, not a, because not it's a Chrysler Charger, right? <laughs> you know, especially a Chrysler. Yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. thing would have stalled before we even got on the hook. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm just gonna take the old Sabring out. Uh, yeah. But with a with a Jeep, I mean, at least you know that it's all one frame. Yeah, it's you know, yeah, literally you can it's uni- uniform. You can yeah. take a hook to the front part of a Jeep and lift it straight up in the air. Yeah. And it'll be still be there. Yeah. I mean, you did it to a Chrysler. Yeah. I mean, it'll start making sounds like the old fucking yeah. movie jalopies. And it'll just throw up its fucking parts. Right. Die. That car, like, I mean, obvious it's all digital, but, you know, from, like, one skyscraper to another skyscraper. That was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But I'm, like, I'm right there, like, that I'm is not, fucking awesome. Not me. Oh, I was. Like, I'm right, right, right there, like, that is fantastic. I don't know why I make that line where it's like, get the fuck out of here with yeah. these movies. Like, I, you know, I watch fucking people with lightsabers. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's not real. No. Right. But taking a car off a skyscraper and jumping it to another skyscraper. Eh. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I, I, I don't begrudge you that line. I, I, can't follow that. Yeah, I'm right. I'm right there with you. But like, I get your point. Like, I can if I can completely understand why people don't like this franchise. But I completely understand why people love this franchise. I'm just that guy who's like, you know what? This is just mindless entertainment that I'm not paying eight dollars to see. Right, right, right. You know, I'm more than happy to wait for this to come out on HBO. You know, and when it does, I'll be right there with my popcorn. Right, right. You know, but. Otherwise, I mean, it, it, I mean, I'm watching that trailer. I mean, like, it's like, you know, John Cena's his brother. That's even worse. I, and you want to talk about two guys who look absolutely nothing alike. <laughs> like, John Cena is different, Mom. Like, John Cena is six foot four, and Vin Diesel's like five foot five. Like, in the scenes together, Vin Diesel has to be walking across a, like a, a raised ramp or something so that they look the same size. Right. Because, like, like, John Cena is a beast <laughs> you know and vin diesel he's a put together man but he's like five foot fucking five right, right. you know yeah. you know what i mean like I mean, he, it's like i'm just looking at it like and like yeah he's his brother i'm just like what do they have different mothers and different fathers <laughs> <laughs> yeah like this doesn't make any fucking sense who's this guy yeah he doesn't even look italian <laughs> right he has like a full head of hair. yeah full head of hair 
like pasty, pasty. white. <laughs> you know, Vin's that 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 well, like that Mediterranean yeah. kind of look to him, or, or Spanish. More you know, of an like, olive skin. Yeah, exactly. Man as fuck. Yeah. It just didn't make any sense. No, not it's his brother. Mm. Yeah, but I'm like at the same time there was also part of me like. <gasps> Yeah, because <laughs> I'm like I'm in on this franchise. I'm like, oh my goodness. Does Daddy have something he has to tell you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like it, it's a stupid franchise, but like again, like I said, like I you know, I won't see it in the theater, but you know, it's gonna make bank. That's the that's the funny part yeah. about it. Like, and and Diesel said they're gonna make ten, so this isn't the end of the franchise. Right, right. Like, they're playing the last ride. No, no, there's at least one more coming. <laughs> you know. I don't know. But it is funny. Like, you're right. Like, the, the, the roots of this franchise are, like, much more grounded in reality. For, from, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, like, it's fun. Like, you go back and watch that first movie, and it's like, like I said, I mean, it's a remake of Point Break, clearly. Yeah. Clearly, that's what it is. But, like, it's, like, it feels... It doesn't feel nearly as fantastical as the rest of these fran- these movies no, in this franchise. Not at all. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, like your biggest rush is when he hit the Nas. Yeah, that yeah. was your that was your rush. You're yeah. Like, oh shit, he hit it. Yeah. And you're like, that's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now we're jumping off skyscraper. Yeah. <laughs> now, I don't get it. Now, now we're dragging fucking five ton bank safes through the streets of of Brazil. Yeah, you know, of Rio de Janeiro and shit. Why is there a Chrysler Sebring in the Amazon? Yeah, why? Why is there a Dodge Charger in Puerto Rico? I don't know Puerto Rico, Cuba. <laughs> right. That was even worse. Like, like they opened up the one movie in fucking Cuba. Yeah, you know, and he's like showing like, like they're using boat parts on their cars and shit, and like you know, there's Vin with a brand new Chrysler uh, Dodge Challenger. It's yeah. <laughs> like. How the fuck you get that on the island? It came with me. Yeah. Yeah. Man, ridiculous. Ah. Uh, oh, you gotta love it. I did watch um, Escape Plan too. Ooh, that sounds awful. It wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah. Nah. I mean, there were some cool fight scenes. But the only real reason I watched it is there was a guy from The Expanse. Yeah. And he was in. Yeah. So I wanted okay. to watch him in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's not good. No. That bad? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Wow. And there's not a lot of Stallone in it. It focuses on somebody else. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like the whole movie Stallone. Right. Like, he's kind of narrating some parts. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, a voice inside the guy's head that's in there. Yeah. Sort of. You know? Uh, it's like they brought him in for a week's worth of work. Anybody still gets top billing? Who's the one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, he, he was there for a week. Because <laughs> I liked the first escape plan. I thought it was pretty good. It kept me going. It's it's another one of those, like, it's not a great movie, but it keeps fan of that genre. Yeah, and it just wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I have low expectations for Stallone movies. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Uh, and so when something comes out that's really good by him, I'm like, wow, that's really good. I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So, but when it's not good, I'm not, like, that upset. Yeah. But this one was like, 
Yeah. I should turn it off now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It had to have been cheap to make. Oh, I'm sure. Because, I mean, like... Right, the majority of the budget was spent on a week Stallone was there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because it had to have been cheap to make. Yeah. It, there, you know. Yeah. There, there couldn't have been a lot of money invested in this movie. Oh, I'm sure. I'm I sure. Mean, it literally took place in, like, three rooms. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't even do a prison. Yeah. Like. Right. I get what you're saying. Like a fancy prison style. Yeah. You know. It was bad. Yeah, it's like they, they they bought somebody had the rights to the the, the title, the, the 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 franchise. They they made this on the cheap for a couple million bucks. A, a million of it was spent on Stallone for a week. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, even his makeup was bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know how badass he he looks in the Expendables. Yeah, yeah, his makeup. Yeah, but yeah. he looks badass. Yeah, I mean they make him look good in the Expendables. Yeah, I mean the guy's still ripped. Yeah, I'm not gonna take that away from him. Oh yeah. But he looks pretty badass in the expenditures. Yeah. Um, yeah, this <laughs> this looks like he just came off a bender. <laughs> like, it just doesn't look good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Even the fight scenes were not great. Yeah. yeah. So I was disappointed. That's a shame. Yeah. So there was that. There's a handsome fella coming to join us. What's up, old man? 50 Cat coming up to say hi. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know if you've heard this. Okay. Okay. But um, let me pull up my information here. So, Suzanne Collins apparently needs money. Now, I'm sure you're asking yourself, who the hell is Suzanne Collins? Mm -hmm. She was the woman who wrote The Hunger Games. Okay. That that franchise. She needs money? Apparently. The reason I say that is because she's writing a series of prequel books to The Hunger Games. Okay. Okay. Which, okay, you're like, JK's doing it. I get it. Whatever. But the hero of the story is going to be none other than Cornelia Snow. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, the guy who's the villain of your of your franchise in the prequels is going to be the hero of the story. Yeah. How the fuck do you pull that off? Eh, they're just going to do a twist, and you know the twist is coming. Yeah. I mean, this, this would be the equivalent of, like, we're going to make a series of Star Wars movies where Palpatine is the hero. Yeah. Oh, no, we did that with Anakin. <laughs> You know, yeah. but yeah, like, I mean, I just don't see how, like, how this could be interesting. Yeah. I, it doesn't to me. Yeah. Like, like, okay, like, the fall of Anakin Skywalker is interesting because he's seduced by the dark side because of his fear of death. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, it makes sense, like, it, as, as much as we poke fun at the prequels, like, the, the, the fall of Anakin Skywalker does at least make sense. Yeah. Like, I can buy into that. Right. With all, you know, with everything else. It's just how it was done. Yeah, it's just how it was done. But the story itself makes nothing but complete sense to me. Right. So I'm okay with that. But, like, I can't see how, like, you can do, like, a series of books about, like, you know, Snow and how he rises to power and becomes this 
this complete and total tyrant. Yeah. But he's like, at first, he's like a good person. Right. Like, you don't get that. Isn't he, it's just not that interesting. No. It really isn't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I I find the original series okay. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I find... You know, I like how it was in different factions and, you know, yeah. one controlled. And, I mean, I get that. Yeah. I mean, it, that was an okay storyline, but this prequel line doesn't interest me whatsoever. No. And, like, you know, the original story was good, but it wasn't, like, fantastic. Now, maybe it was better in the books than it was yeah, the, portrayed the, on screen. I, I, I thought the movies really got the first book right. The second and third book, it pretty much captured it, but not as well. But the first book was done right. Yeah. And, like, if you do read the, like, even in the books, though, like, you're kind of, like, with the main character, you're just kind of like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, you know, you're so wishy-washy. Like, in the first book, she's not wishy-washy. In the second and third book, you're kind of like, but I also get it. You're like, you know, there's also a point where you're like, how much can this, this poor girl take? <laughs> right. You kind of forget, like. She's still, like, only 18 or 19. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, you're not dealing with, like, you know, a 30-year-old woman who's, like, you know... Right. You know, she's, she's a 19-year-old girl who's, like, being thrust back into all of it. it, it was, so, like, I get it, like, well, how she's... But, like, still, like, the character, I was just like, oh, man, get the fuck over it. Right. You know? So, right. yeah. Right. But, yeah, I, 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 like, with this, I was just like... Like, you want to do a prequel series, that's great. Like, pick somebody else to be the hero. Right. <clears throat> you know, create a character who's, like, in this world and maybe, like, because of their actions, Snow rises to power. Right. You know, like, that would be interesting. Like, you know, who was the rival to Snow that Snow took out? Yeah. You know, what was and what was their vision for Pan Am? Right. right you know. Right. <clears throat> so, I... I I, I think the idea of a prequel series is interesting in that world. Yeah. But I just don't think her choice of protagonist is is a smart choice to make. Right. You know. But because it has Hunger Games written on it. Yeah. It'll, it'll sell. Yeah. Light up. Yeah. I don't know if I'll line up for it, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of people who will. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's kind of what Parrot Potter did. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, J.K. Rowling did it, but she did it in a much more interesting fashion. Yeah. In my, At least in my opinion, she did. Like, I, I like the decision. Like, you create a whole new character, but you're taking parts of that last book that kind of you explored and didn't explore. Yeah. Expanding on that. Yeah. Like, the whole the whole thing with um, uh, Grindelwald and... Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Yeah. Like you're really expanding upon that rivalry. Right. And that relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that that's what's it. That that was a smart decision, but you're doing it through a third party. Yeah. Which is, you know, so instead of having Harry, you now you now have Newt. You know, he's our eyes. And I, I think that was a smart decision. Like I like that decision a lot. Yeah. But I just like And the story that's being told is very interesting. That's the other thing that helps. So, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So, that was the one big story. This, this is the other. 
and this is the other. Um, the great Linda Hamilton <laughs> has um has basically she was asked if she would be interested in returning to the Terminator franchise, and um she basically said they need to just kill this franchise at this point. Yeah. Um, she's like. I would really appreciate maybe a smaller version where so many millions are not at stake. Today's audiences are just so unpredictable. I can't tell you how many laymen just go, well, people don't go to the movies anymore. That's not Hollywood analysis. That just comes from out of almost anybody's mouth. It would definitely not be such a high-risk financial venture, but I would quite happily I would be I would be quite happy to never return. And she brings up an interesting point here. Like, I mean, first off, like these movies aren't cheap to make, right? You know, I, I can say that much. Like, there's out of all the, the Terminator movies since T two, they have not been cheaply done. Not at all. No, it's just they've mostly been bad. Yeah. I mean, all one. I mean, that's that's the rub. Yeah. You know, and. I feel like I mean there's two fr there's two franchises like this that I think need to just be put to bed and never see be see the light of day again. This and the Predator franchise. Yeah. <clears throat> like I don't want to see. I, I I don't think they should ever make another Predator movie. I don't think they should ever make another Terminator movie. I think that the failure of, of Dark Fate, which in my opinion is the best Terminator movie since T two. Yeah. And I'm not saying it comes close to T two. I'm just saying it's the best of what they've put out there. This just it, it, it they just there's too much money being spent and there's too much money being lost and more importantly it's just it's sullied the the, the the franchise to a point that I don't think you could ever bring it back. Right. I really don't. I, I, I think this this last failure is like that's it. That that that's the last nail in the coffin. I feel the same way about Predator. I feel like that that that, that Predator movie that they, they had came out what last year or two. It's fucking awful. Yeah. It was awful. I was so dis... Like, and we've talked about, like, how good Predators was. Yeah. The Robert Rodriguez one. Uh -huh. Like, if it would have built upon that, I, it would have, you know... But no, it went in a completely different direction, and it was just so fucking bad. Yeah, I did watch it. Yes, you did. Yes. Yeah, I did watch it. Because the, the, the autistic kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. It was a bad fucking movie. Yeah. I'm sorry, it was, and it, it, it like sullied the name. Yeah. To like to the point that again, this franchise just needs to be laid down and put the rest. Yeah, I don't know how many times you can possibly try to inject it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when they did the crossover between Predators, uh, between alien, alien Predator and, Pred and Alien. Yeah. They weren't so bad. Well, the first one was. But, I mean, like, Berkman yeah. was really good. But, I get that part. Yeah. But then, like, I don't know. It just doesn't... I don't know. It just doesn't hold up to me. Look at Predator's, Predator 2. Yeah. That was a disaster. It was a bad mood. Yeah. yeah. And you just can't... I don't think it's savable. And that's the way I feel about Terminator. Yeah. I mean, no matter who you put in Terminator, yeah. you even had Cameron on board for this one. Yeah. They couldn't save it. 
Yeah. You know, you had you brought in Christian Bale for one. Yeah. That couldn't save it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're bringing Arnie back. He can't save it. Right. You bring in her back. Yeah. She can't save it. Yeah. It's time to go. Yeah. I mean, you, you've explored a lot of options there. Right. Do you I, know what I mean? I like, agree. And, like, I think even more importantly, like, it's, it's, it's just, it's a case, in my opinion, of, like, how many times can you get burned? Right. You know, Terminator 3, that burned a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, it made a ton of fucking money because it was Terminator 3. And people came out to see it and were pissed because of how bad it was. Right. You you know, and then you do Salvation. And Salvation's, you know, an interesting concept. It's what we all wanted to see. We wanted to see this fucking war. But, man, it was done poorly. Oh, bad. And then you get the Genesis. Oh. And, like, the first half of that movie is phenomenal. The second half of that movie is batshit crazy stupid. Yeah. Like, it's bad. Yeah, real bad. <clears throat> and, like, it amazes me. And, but yet, you come back with Dark Fate. And it's a good movie, but nobody goes to see it because it's like, well, 3 was bad, Salvation was bad, Genesis was bad. Why the fuck should I go see this? Right. I know. I, I mean, all honesty, I mean, that's... I, Dark Fate didn't make money because I think people were burned so fucking badly. Right. You know, and then you, but you throw the other side of that, you look at Predators, like, un, unlike the Terminator franchise, like, it hasn't had, like, you look at Alien vs. Predator and Alien vs. Predator Requiem, but those were the next two movies. Right. Like, there is no Predator 3. Right. The next solo Predator movie is the Robert Rodriguez one. Right, Predator. Predators. And that's a really good movie, but nobody went to go see it. Yeah. Because people had a sour taste in their mouth. Right. Already. Yeah. You know, and then you throw out this this turd that they just released, The Predator. Yeah. And it's like, well, this is really fucking bad. Like, nobody went to go see that piece of shit. Right. You know, except for me. <laughs> you know, and... God, who was in that? Wahlberg? No. Is that Wahlberg? No. No, he did a Transformers movie. <laughs> or two. No, um, the, the, the big star in, in, in the, the last Predator movie was Olivia Munn. Okay. Like, there was no, like, big, big name. Huh. You know, Keenan-Michael Key. Oh, that was the prison bus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah like, so I, had, I, I think I blocked it out. As you should. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking I wish I could I thought I liked it but I don't think I did no I think you watched it one time drunk and said it wasn't that bad of a movie Sean I think you're wrong then you watched it again sober and realized the error of your way yeah maybe yeah yeah and like since then you've blocked it out <laughs> yeah like Shakira yeah <laughs> um yeah I uh you know that's the thing about that you just can't put stock in sequels. I, some you can, yeah. but most are just not good. Um, like uh, oh my, what's the horror movie? Um, that the third one was released, and it never got released because the director did something shady. It got released on line. 
uh, Jeepers Creepers. Oh, okay, okay. Right? Yeah. Jeepers Creepers 1 was fantastic. Yeah. It was, like, even kind of artistic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Jeepers Creepers 1 was just so good. Yeah. And then you get to 2 and you're like, Ugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just, oh, yeah. it's bad. Yeah. And then the third I never even seen. Yeah. So. But that's just an example. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there's certain franchises that can do it. Most can't. Well, I mean, I just heard they're talking about doing another Lethal Weapon movie. Why? Why can't we get something with some original shit going on? There's so much original stuff online. Right. Like, why do we... Why do you think people are not going to the movies? Well, like, I don't want to see, like, like at this point... I like going to the movies. Right. But, like... I mean, you're talking about bringing back Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. Oh, man. Like, who, why? Why? Like, I don't want to see these two old men. Yeah. Like, in a cop movie. I mean, it's, Danny Glover's going to be 80 years old. Right. Like, he was how, old and lethal weapon. Yeah. He was getting ready to retire. Yes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, how is it in, like, 1986 he was ready to retire, and 30 years later he's still on the force? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, like, what the <laughs> fuck? Nobody's written. Nobody wants to resurrect his old ass. And, like, you know, I don't want to see old man Mel Gibson limping around either. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And, like, the shtick is done. I'm done with the shtick. Yeah. Like, I can appreciate Lethal Weapon 1. And Lethal Weapon 2 is not bad. Lethal Weapon 3 was okay. Lethal Weapon 4 was fucking bad. And it's a sin because that was the American debut of Jet Li. It is. <clears throat> you know, I mean, even the great Jet Li couldn't save that turd. Yeah. So that Jet Li was the only good part in the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it and kill- it's even funnier is Mel Gibson beat him. Yeah. Yeah, that, that <laughs> was just outrageous. Come on. Like, even I was just like, and I was like, I don't know who this little, 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 little Asian. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me watch myself who this, who this little Asian person is, but I ain't buying that Mel Gibson's kicking his ass. No. You know. Yeah, yeah. we were like, whoa, who's this guy? Yeah. I mean, he got buzzed as soon as the movie was released. Yeah. They were like, you gotta watch it. Yeah. I mean, you gotta see this guy. Yeah. You know I mean? Well, like, I remember, like, that was the buzz. It was like, you know, you gotta see this guy, Jet Li. He's huge over in yeah. China. Yeah. You know, you know, it's Hong Kong. It's, you know, this guy is, is huge there, and you've got to see him. He's worth he alone is worth the price of admission. And you're right, but man, it was like such a horrible fucking movie. Yeah. And at the end, I'm like, I ain't buying this fight. No, not at all. <laughs> you know? But it was a good fight. I mean, yeah. like it was good to see Jet Li. Yeah. And then shortly after they released that, they released the Black Mask over yeah. here, which bombed. But I mean, like, yeah. I see why. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then after that. Jet Li went on through the years. Yeah. A role. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, but that was, like, the launching point. But it was, like, the launching point was, like, a really fucking bad movie. Right. It, it was kind of like, you know, the first time I ever saw Jackie Chan was in Cannonball Run. Ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Green Room. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, in Hong Kong, like, Jackie Chan was predominantly placed on the poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Over here, nobody knew who the fuck he was. Right, right. You know, so just different kung fu. Yeah, not kung fu. Yeah, different martial arts. Right. 
But not, but I mean, load of respect to Jackie Chan. I'm not. Yeah. Nothing taken away. I mean, no. he's proven himself over and over. Right. And over again. But, but I'm I mean, just Jet I'm, Li was just like yeah, like Romeo Must Die and yeah, all those movies. The one. Yeah. Oh, the one is so good. And it wasn't like it's funny because when they, he did his American movies, there were. An American style, I guess. Yeah. They were all in that same vein. The right. one went a little bit science-y. Yeah, I mean, it was a science fiction movie because it was dealing with different dimensions and everything yeah, else. Yeah, it was badass. It was. He was playing two different characters. Yeah. And I get that. Yeah. Jason Statham's in that movie, too. Yeah. It's a young Statham. A young Statham. Yeah, but I mean, when you end the movie, yeah, saying, I'm nobody's bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like. Yeah. And it's just, it ends with fighting. Yeah. People are falling off a pyramid as he's fucking crushing them. Yeah. That is badass. Yeah. I mean, like, for a movie, it's almost like the, uh, I don't I, I don't know how to put it, like, the black hole effect, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, this whole movie, and it's Disney, and all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, wow, that's, like, way out of the box here. Sort of how this was, yeah. in a way. Because at the end, it's like, I'm nobody's bitch. And he just fucking starts ripping people to shreds. Yeah. And it ends, I can't remember the song that it ended on, but... Oh, yeah. I don't know, it was badass. Yeah. Um, You know, me and my even my whole house, huge Jeff yeah. fans. But the stuff that he's done has just been so good. Yeah. I mean, even after those, those 80s... Like Romeo Must Die and da 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 da. There was like three movies he did. Yeah. One had um, a rapper in it. I can't remember his name. Or was yeah. that Romeo? Well, Romeo Must Die had a bunch of rappers uh, in it because. Was it. Romeo Must Die had Aaliyah? Was that Aaliyah? I think it was Aaliyah. Anyway. But when you get into like Danny the Dog and. Yeah. Fucking. Um, what was that? Unleashed. Unleashed, yeah. That was a fantastic movie. That was, that was a fantastic movie. Hero. Yeah. I mean, like, you get into those films, yeah. and you like to see, you see this breadth of his, his, um, what am I trying to say? How good he was. Yeah. And you pulling it up, Danny. Unleashed was so fucking good. Actually, I was pulling up uh, Romeo Must Die, because I had Aaliyah in it. Anthony Edwards was in it. Delroy Lindo, Anthony Anderson, DMX. Anthony Anderson, that's right. Yeah. DMX. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a good movie. It was, no, it's a very good movie. Like, it's, I mean, a, it's a great version of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, those movies yeah. <laughs> that he released were really good. But then he just kind of went into this epic stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, that, that's what Hong Kong is, though. It's a bunch of... It's epic. I know, but Hero was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, no, I mean, I, I agree with you. Like, that. that's one of those movies that, like, when you watch it, you're like, holy shit, like, I can't believe... The visuals in that movie were incredible. Yeah. I mean, that, that was Akira Kurosawa-esque. Yeah. You know? Like, he would have appreciated Hero for what it was. Oh, yeah. You know? I'm just trying to look up the soundtrack now to the one. <laughs> that last song. Yeah. Nobody's bitch. Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, and I have most all of them. Yeah. 
you know, all the movies. Yeah. Oh, even, I know even, you do. Yeah. Even the, um, you know, foreign ones. Yeah. The guy survived a tsunami for Christ's sakes. Yeah. Fuck, I can't type. Big fingers over there. Yeah, I'm fat finger in my. Oh, fearless! I forgot about fearless. <clears throat> He's only been in a couple of bad ones. Did you pull it up? Yeah. Here, here we go. <laughs> he just goes in a different direction. Yeah, like walk, just walk up the steps. <laughs> I don't need to know you. <laughs> Badass. Only need to know me. Yeah. I will be the one. <laughs> what is that? You know the song. Yeah. <laughs> I just love how it pulls away and it's just like these people like just coming up the steps at him. Yeah. Like he's at the top of a pyramid. Yeah. He's badass, dude. I think it's a Lincoln Park song. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just... Good shit. Yeah, there's a couple that were bad, and uh, one was definitely <laughs> the Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Yeah, yeah. The Forbidden Kingdom was pretty bad too. I didn't like that. Right here we go. Oh, Kiss of the Dragon. Yeah. That's the one that had Bridget Fonda in it. Okay, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, but after Lethal Weapon Four. Like, I've seen most of the ones. Yeah, like, from his Hong Kong. Days. Right, but yeah. when he came, like, Black Mass was released here. Yeah. And then, I, I don't think I've actually ever seen Hitman. Lethal Weapon 4. And then, then, then we went on to Romeo Must Die, 2000, 2001, Kiss of the Dragon, 2001, The One. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then Hero was released in 2002. Cradle of the Grave was... You know, that was a good one. Yeah. And then Unleashed came out. Yeah. Fearless came out. War came out. Yeah. Warlords came out, which I saw. Um, yeah, good stuff. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then, he, and then he showed up in The Expendables. Yeah. Just good stuff. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And he's going to be in Milan next. Yeah. Not I'm sure he doesn't have a huge part. Right. He plays the Emperor or something like yeah. that. But still, it's good to see him. Yeah. You know? And he's not up there in age. At this point, like, I mean, he's, he's not... He's sick, too. Yeah. There's something going on with him, too. Right. But, I mean, like, he's 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 at a point now where he doesn't have to be Jet Li. No, but when he was Jet Li... He was fucking amazing. I think he was the best... One of the best martial arts person yeah. I've ever seen on screen. Yeah. No, seriously. And, like, for some reason, as... 
unrealistic is the some of the stuff was. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was more real to me than Jackie Chan's. Stuff. Right. Do you know what I mean? I'm not taking anything away right. because Jackie Chan was more on a comedy element. Right. Yeah, like Drunken Master and all that type you of know, stuff. Yeah, all that yeah. kind of crap. But Jet Li was just like, I mean, some of his films, he was just brutal. Yeah. <laughs> and between, between him and fucking, um, uh, <laughs> oh, God. The guy who plays Hitman. Stephen? No. IP Man. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Donnie. Uh, Don Wu? Yeah. 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 I mean, like, when he was in Rogue One, like, I bought him beating the shit out of people with a stick. Amazing, right? Yeah. Like, he's taking that stormtroopers with a fucking stick. And I'm like, okay, I, I buy that. Yeah. You know? He's not wrong. Yeah. I mean, IP Man is just... Yeah. I love the entire series. Yeah. So, I mean, like... But that first one was like... Ooh. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Like, it's better than what people realize here. You yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good. Fantastic. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Now we went down that rabbit hole. <laughs> it's been a while since we going down the Jet Li rabbit hole. Yeah. I... Yeah, it's fucking Jet Li, though. Right? Yeah. Indeed. All right, Ian got his chuggalug again. Yeah. Finishing off that beer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Got a little cough going here today. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. So, I said, let's dip our Tony old mailbag. Sweet. Mailbag. And as always, we have a, an email from our good friend, Superfan Fat. Of course. Of course. Who are my two favorite hosts who like to stick cheese stick? No. Yuck. Yeah, and what a waste of a good cheese stick. Yeah. Are you crazy? Why would you use headphones with your porn? That's how you get caught. Just ask Tim. I saw him tugging his jerky last week. Watch. No. How many times has Nancy caught you? She respects my privacy. Because I respect hers. Nope, I'm not going to get into that question. Well, by the time you read us, we will have the announcement. Troy Palomar will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, sorry, Fanica, maybe next year. I'll make three Stillers in 2020. I searched a dark web. Um, well, yeah, it was interesting. I, I uh, Congratulations to the great Troy Palomalu, um, a first ballot Hall of Famer if I've ever seen one. Yeah. You know, and well-deserving of, of this high honor. I'm very intrigued to see who he has inducted. Yeah? Like, like traditionally, it's always like I guess with like the seven. This is where it gets interesting. Like with the seventy Steelers, it was always like most of them had like another Steeler induct them. Yeah. Like when Swan went in, he had Stallworth do it, and vice versa. Webster went in, he had Bradshaw induct them. Like Bradshaw's the only one he had. Like the guy he was doing, like because at the time Bradshaw was doing color commentary on like college games, and he had like, um. The guy who was like his his play by play guy like inducted him into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Like 
what the fuck, dude? <laughs> you know, so, like, for the most part, like, I, I think, like, Joe Green was inducted by Chuck Noll, and I think Chuck Noll was inducted by Dan Rooney, mm. you know, and, uh, you know, stuff like that. So, I think what's going to be interesting is, like, Troy apparently had a falling out with the Steelers. Really? Yeah, like, I, they weren't going to, like, like, one of those deals where, like, they weren't going to renew his contract, uh-huh. and because they weren't going to renew his contract, you know, he decided to just retire. He yeah. didn't want to play for another team, which uh-huh. I respect. Yeah. But he was pissed that they wouldn't renew his contract. Yeah. But in all honesty, like, it was the right time. Yeah. In my opinion, like, I was like, as much as I love Troy Polamalu, I, you know, it was time. Right. You know. And I think I thought it was the wise decision, but I like my understanding is like he has had a falling out with the organization, and that's why like he's not like in like the the Hall of Honor, really. Yeah, like with the Steelers and stuff like that, like because he won't come to any like alumni events. Okay. You know, but I also wonder if part of that is like like he was a guy who like it, it like I know he did stuff. He, he was doing stuff with the a, the AAF when it was around uh-huh. last year. But, like, I wonder if he's just a guy who's just, like, once my time with football is done, I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. Like, he's never seemed like, like football is the most important thing in his life. Right. Like, he played like it was. Yeah. You know, but, like, I feel like like he was a guy who, like, it, you know, when he walked away from football, he was going to be done with football. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he wasn't going to be a guy who hung around the organization and, yeah. you know, was one of those ghosts that come back every once in a while to get a pat on the back. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there are other guys that do that, and, you know, and rightfully so. I mean, you know, you know, how often do you see the bus come out of a game? Yeah, yeah. You know, or Heinz Ward makes an appearance, or, you know, okay. Franco and Joe Green and all, you know. Yeah. I mean, Rocky will show up for, like, anything. <laughs> yeah. There's a paycheck involved. Rocky's there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, I mean, there are other guys who, like, over the years have been, like, they linger around a little bit, rightfully or wrongly. Yeah. You know, but they're they're there and they're like kinda like the ghosts of Steelers past. Yeah. And um like I always took him as a guy who wasn't gonna be that. Like it was gonna be like once I'm done, I'm done. Yeah. You know. And um but I I think it'll be interesting to see what he has to say about the organization. Yeah, yeah. Like he, cause he's just such an interesting person. Yeah, he is. He he's a very interesting person. He was always a guy like when when he spoke, it was always interesting to hear what he had to say. Yeah. He you was know, so soft spoken. Yeah. Like, very humble. Yeah. Extremely humble. Yeah. Like, almost to the point that I was worried he wasn't going to get in. Right. Because it was like, he was a guy who was just like, you know, oh, you know, it's the other guys around me, and I'm you know, sure I have natural talent, but, you know, you know, Dick LeBeau has given us a great scheme. You know, I, you know, it, he, he gave credit to everybody else but himself. Yeah. You know, other guys would be like, I am just that fucking good. That was Ed Reed. Ed Reed was like, I am just that fucking good. Right, right. <clears throat> Not Troy. Right. You know, Troy was giving everybody else credit. You know, right. I can do the things I do because I have Ryan Clark next to me, and he picks up where I, you know, on the mistakes I make. And, like, it, he was maybe too humble, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think when you watch footage of, of Troy Polamalu playing. He's like, ferocious. Yeah. He, it's like a uh, – it's like flipping of a switch. It was very strange. It was. It was he, he's almost Zen-like when he speaks, like Buddhist almost. Like it's very strange. Like it's yeah, 
You know, but on, when he gets onto the field, it's like, holy fuck, did he just do that? You know what I mean? Like, I can almost identify with this. Yeah, he did. He did. Like, I can almost identify with that, though, in a way. Yeah. Like, and I, I know I'm compa- comparing apples to oranges in many ways, but when I played when I played football in high school, I was never a guy who was like smashing their head against the locker. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I. It it was for me. It was always a matter of I go out, I do the pregame stuff, warm up. Like I wasn't even into it. Yeah. Like this was just something you had to do to get warmed up and ready for the game. Like to me, for me, the adrenaline didn't start pumping until we said the Lord's prayer. Yeah. Like because you did that before every game. You know, you get in the locker room, you get in the huddle. Yeah. The coach would give his pregame speech, which in all honesty, again. I give two shits about. Yeah. But the second we start, we you know, he'd, he'd, he'd give us this whole thing, and he'd like, take a knee. And you take a knee, and you'd, you know, you'd do the all, do the all, um, our father, uh-huh. you know, and like, that was the switch. Yeah. Now the adrenaline starts pumping, because like, from there, you know, you'd lock, leave the locker room, you'd go down the hall, and you'd go out the tunnel, uh-huh. and you'd come out the tunnel, and there was the band, you know, and you'd run through the band, and like that's when it started. That that's when okay, now it's game time. Now it's time to go. Yeah. You know, this is where it counts. Like everything else before that, like people would be pissed off at me because I'm like, you know, you know, you know, I'm like, fuck, what? Why am I gonna get all riled up now? I got an hour before the game starts. Yeah. You know, now it's time to get riled up. Yeah. You know, now I'm not gonna waste my energy smacking pads with you, but now it's time. Yeah. Now now it's game. Like now now I'm ready to go. Yeah. You know, this is where it's time to turn it on. So I get that with Troy. We're like, why am I going to get all riled up with everything else that I'm doing and be loud and like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to turn it on when it's time to turn it on. Right. You know, that's what Troy did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you get that? You know what I'm saying, though? Yeah. yeah like, I, 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 so I can understand that just a little bit. Like, you're right. Like, you, like, and I was the same way. Like, I, you know, I was a humble guy. I was, you know, I didn't say a lot, you know. I kind of kept it myself, everything else. But man, on the field, it's time to turn it on, and you know, I'm going beast mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's where a call comes into play. And I felt, I feel like, like I can identify with that with Troy because it was like the same thing. Where like, you know, there are other guys who are like yelling and screaming, and you know, he was just kind of like, go to the sidelines, you know, cross himself, kisses his wedding ring. Yeah. Go about his business. <laughs> you yeah. know, I could respect that. Yeah. You know, yeah. he he stepped over that white line and got onto the field. It was time to turn him on and be a beast again. Yeah, he was such a beast. Amazing to watch. Yeah, not just amazing. It's just his hands were so good. Some of the catches that he made were just like, like that one. I can't. Wow. Remember, was it against San Diego where like he dove? And he got, got his hand under the ball, like, one-handed, brought it to his body as he was, like, rolling over. Yeah. Then got up and went into the end zone. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And then they called it back because they said it was incomplete. Yeah. But, like, clearly upon instant replay, which they didn't even overturn, they're like, there's no way he made this fucking catch. He did. And he did. You know, but it was just ridiculous. I always like the times when he jumps over the line for a tackle. Oh, the, the timing hops? it perfectly. Yeah, I mean, like the hops. Period. Hops. Period. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. And the timing is just crucial. 
But when he did it, oh, was it good? Because it was like, damn. There was a play. It was like his rookie year. And I think he was drafted the same year Carson Palmer was. Carson Palmer was the first-round draft pick of the Bengals. Mm. And Palmer threw an interception to Palomalu. And the thing you got to remember is apparently they were roommates in, in college. They both went to USC. Right. And, like, Carson Palmer was like, he was my buddy. He was my friend. We were roommates together. That motherfucker trucked me <laughs> to get in the end zone. Yeah? Yeah. Like, it was like, I thought maybe he'll take it easy on me seeing that I'm the quarterback and remembering who I am. And I'm just, they fucking trucked me. I'm sure he went blind. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure he went like, yeah. whoever's in my way, Yeah. I don't even know who yeah. this is. And, and he didn't even recognize it. I, I, I'm, I'm sure he didn't it care. It was just a body. Yeah. 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 God, he was so good. He was like, not only was he a physical specimen, yeah, but he was actually a really good football player. And I, and I love, I'm going to play it. I don't give a fuck. I'm going <laughs> to play it. Um, let me see if I can find this real quick. What are you looking for? This right here. Let's you just have to hear this story because it's like the greatest story ever. Uh, let me tell you a little story about these statistics. Troy Palomalu, okay? Fucking Troy Palomalu. So we had a fake for the Pittsburgh Steelers that was a 100%. We didn't even have a cancel the goddamn play because it was 100%. If we ever end up in this situation... Inside the seven-yard line on the left hash, it is a 100%er that the C-gap will be wide open and we will just park the C to the left. It'll be a touchdown. 100%er. We're playing in Pittsburgh, the city I grew up in. I grew up in Pittsburgh. I won the punt passing kick. National championship, AJ. National championship, AJ. AJ, did you ever win the national championship punt passing kick? (laughs) Uh, I think I got third or fourth out of four at the Nationals. I'm proud of you, man. Anyways, so (laughs) we're there in that stadium, okay? A lot of McAfee's in there. A lot of McAfee's in Pittsburgh. I'm going to score my first fucking touchdown, night game, Sunday night football, I believe it was, right here, touchdown. We get into that situation, and I'm like, holy fuck, this is really going to happen. We're like on the six, on the left hash, it's fourth and goal now. Field goal team's jogging on. I'm like, oh, fuck. It's about that. I'm, this is, I got to fucking, I'm ready. I am ready for this to happen. So I get out there. I get down. Vinny's like happy for me. Vinny's like very excited. He's like, let's fucking go. Like Vinny's excited for me at this moment. Like, Here we go. So I make the call. I forget what it was. So I start saying it, right? And everybody's looking at me like, okay, bright eyes. Here we go. Let's get after it. Offensive linemen are dead ass tired. They do not want to be in the middle of a field goal anyway. So they're just like, all right, I don't give a fuck if you die here, but this should work. Let's get some points. And all of a sudden, I go through my cadence. I call it. I get down. And Troy Palomalu's fucking ass goes ahead for however long his career was at this point. I think it was like nine years or eight years at this point. Not a once has he ever gone to this side of the field over here to the left and covered Strant stood right in the sea gap. Never. He lined up exactly where he had lined in film 100% of the time. And then as soon as I got to, like, the second cadence, right before set, he just bounced his little ass right over to the C-gap, 
And I like stopped everything I was doing and I literally just looked at him. And I gave him like a, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, why are you there right now? And then I stood up and said, we are kicking it. We don't have a, we have to kick it. We are kicking this. And then I get down, Infinitary kicks it, and I jog off the field. And Chuck Pagano comes running up next to me. He's like, hey, good job. What'd you see? I said, what did I see? Halamaloo just fucking went right into the goddamn Sega. What did I see? What did I see? And he goes, okay, sounds good. Good call then. And that, good call then. And then Vinatieri's like, hey, way to go, buddy. I'm like, way to go? Are we not going to talk about how big of a fucking asshole Troy Polamalu is for what just happened right there? So that's... I, just, I saw the angel of death waiting for me at the, at the sea gap. <laughs> yeah. no, what, you thought I was going to run him over? No way! I'm gonna get, he's probably going to strip me and score a touchdown the other fucking... That's Palamalu, bro. That ain't just some your backyard football with your son. This is, these are professional fucking athletes. He'd probably jump over the lineman, pick me up, and run me into the other fucking end zone. That's what he the wanted. Hard, the hard-hitting safety of his generation, too. It's a, I mean, Ed Reed, great cover safety. I don't know that you would have feared him, but... Ed Reed, I would have feared Ed Reed. Yeah, if I saw Ed Reed in that C-gap, absolutely. E.D. Reed, boy, the best safety you ever seen, boy. I ain't doing shit to Ed Reed. No, no, Ed Reed would have made the tackle. I'm saying that Palomalu would have shaped the year. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, thank you, Pat McAfee, yeah. for, for that. That's I love that story. Yeah. I love when he tells that story. It's just like, we are fucking kicking it. You know, it's funny. Um, Looking back, you know, looking back at, you know. Yeah, because we grew up in that Woodson era too, and Woodson was that guy that he was just a scorer. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. a great interception guy, just a great athlete. And like Troy became that Woodson. Yeah. For a lot of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? But more physical. Yeah. And it, it was just, it was just, I don't know. I was fortunate enough to go to a game. Um. Uh, Sitting way up on the, yeah, you know, on the one end zone. But I got to see fucking uh, Woodson score a touchdown. Yeah, you know, interception touchdown. Yeah, the place went fucking crazy. But Paula Molly was something else too. Like he was exciting when he even just got the ball in his hands. Like that, like, he wanted it. He almost looked like he should be playing offense. Like that, that interception in the the '09 AFC Championship game. Yeah. That he took back against the Ravens for a touchdown. Yeah. Like, I mean, first off, it's beautiful because it was the fucking Ravens. Right. You know, that, that by itself makes it just that much more impressive. But it was like the AFC Championship game. It was kind of a tight game still. Like, like they had a shot. And then, like, Paul Amalu put it away with that interception. And, like, he's just, like, running down the field and hair flowing behind him and fucking trucking people as he goes. And, I mean, you're yeah. just like, he was amazing. He was, like, unstoppable. Yeah. Like, when he got the ball in his hands, it he was, was the like... most unorthodox runner. Yep. Like, you didn't know what he was going to do with the ball. Right. Once he got it. But all of a sudden, like, you think you got him. Yeah. And then he's doing this fucking juke move from, like, middle school. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like something Barry Sanders-esque. Exactly. Yeah. As a defensive yeah. player. And you're like, oh, shit. And he hit a spin move. Like, you were just like, that is mad. 
Yeah, it's like, <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he just could not bring his ass down. Yeah. He was, his eyes were always focused on the end zone. Yeah. Like, I can remember a couple games where we're just like, where I was just like, just, just go down. Yeah. Don't do another <laughs> spin move. Yeah. Because <laughs> someone's going to hit the ball. Out. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Switch hands. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get to the sideline. Yeah. Just go down. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, literally, when that ball got in his hands, all he saw was the other end. Yeah. It didn't care how he was going to do it. He was no. going to get there. Yeah. Like, his, his goal, once he got the ball in his hands, was to score. Yeah, it wasn't like... like it, it wasn't like, this is, okay, we had the ball, let me just get down like some guys do. Like, no. He was like, okay, now I have the ball, I've got to make something happen with it. Yes. You know. And you better motherfucking block for me. Yeah. And guys did. Yeah, they did. They yeah. respected him. Yeah. They knew it. As yeah. soon as he got the ball in his hands, he was going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Because they knew he could get there. Like, like, other guys, like, they would just, like, you know, okay, yeah, and they catch the ball. And then, like, like Joe Hayden, like, he'll, like, make a couple of, like, steps, and then, like, he'll go down. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not Troy. I did my job. I'm going to yeah. go down on the ground. Yeah. Not Troy. Troy's like, okay, this is a scoring opportunity. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. I still think one of the most miracle things I've ever seen is Harrison's run back. Oh, yeah. I mean, like. That is one of the greatest plays in Super Bowl history. Yeah. Bar, bar none. Like that, and that that's a game that has two of the greatest plays in Super Bowl history. Because you have that and you have Holmes' catch. But Harrison at the end of the first half going 100 yards. Like. Crazy. Yeah. And guys like get like laying like two, three blocks to get. And meanwhile, you're watching fucking Larry Fitzgerald down the sideline. Coming at, and you're just like, is he going to outrun Fitz? Is he going to outrun Fitz? Is he like, I'm yelling, like, go the fuck down! Go the fuck down when there's still time on the clock! Yeah, yeah. And like, ugh. That's it, like one of those great plays where you're just like, holy shit, I can't believe that happened. I mean, like, screaming was involved with that. Yeah. I mean, like, it was unbelievable. And I witnessed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, you're like, that's the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, it was like, I mean, I'm getting chills from it now. Yeah. It's just like, I can't believe that just fucking happened. No. You know what I mean? Like, no. I can't believe I'm witnessing this yeah. right now. Yeah. You know, it was it was unbelievable. It's really one of the greatest sports moments I've ever seen. Yeah. Absolutely. Ever. ever. Yeah. And like I said, like, I mean, watching, like, it was like a, a, a foot race at the end between him and Fitzgerald. Yeah. And it's like, is Fitzgerald going to get there? Is he going to get, like... And you can see Harrison like because Harrison's he, huge, and, and he was blown up like around the around the thirty. Yeah, he was done. Like he was, like he was running on fumes. He was completely blown up, and he was just like <sighs> trying to get there. Like like it was like sheer willpower that Harrison got to that fucking end zone. But like here comes Larry Fitzgerald, and you're just like, oh man, <clears throat> I don't know if he's gonna make it. I, Larry might get him before, and, and oh. I know. It's like one of those great plays. I know. And that Holmes catch was the other one. Yeah. But like the thing but I was, people gotta remember who threw him that ball. Oh yeah, that was that was an amazing throw by Ben. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the thing the other thing I love about that Harrison run though is Fitzgerald. Right. That he never gave like he tackled him, but he tackled him into the end zone. Yeah. Like but Larry never gave up on that play. Yeah. And it was like one of those things where like if the Steelers had lost that game, if they had lost that game on that Fitzgerald, like, run at the end, like, in the fourth quarter. Yeah. When they took the lead. Yeah. 
like Fitzgerald probably would have been MVP. I would have been okay with it. Because yeah. I love Larry Fitzgerald that much. Yeah. Like, it hurts me that he's never won a Super Bowl. And, like, he's probably one of the best wide receivers that's ever played the game. I know he made the All-100 team, and that's purely out of respect for him. But, like, most people couldn't tell you that. Right, right. Like, most people would be like, Larry Fitzgerald? Is he really that good? Oh, yeah. He's that good. Yeah. He is. I saw him play in college. Yeah, yeah. You know? But... But like that, that those two plays, like him, that touchdown run he made in the fourth quarter to take the lead. But also the, the him, his effort to get down those sidelines and to try to tackle James Harrison on that run is one of the most amazing. Like it, it ranks up there with the guy who um knocked the ball out of the Cowboy yes. in the Super Bowl. Like like it was that kind of effort. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, and unfortunately he just didn't get there. But I recognize that effort because Larry Fitzgerald gave everything he had on that play to get there. Right. And that's nothing but respect for me. He just wanted that ring. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the heart of a champion. Because yeah. it would have been easy to just kind of give up on that. Yeah, and most players would. Most players would. Yeah. I could, I could probably name 100 players who would have like, been like, yeah, fuck it, I'm not going that. Larry Fitzgerald went there. Yeah. yeah. You know? And that, so that was like one of those moments where it was just like, that's, again, like, I mean, he already had my respect, but I was like, that's a pit boy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That Harrison run was just so fucking yeah. amazing. It's, it's just so amazing. Yeah. Man. Anyway. Yeah. Right. The Steelers hole there. Yeah, a little bit of a Steelers hole. So that's you can tell we're Steelers fans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, very quickly, I want to give a shout out. Okay. Before we wrap this bad boy up. All right. Um. Uh, to our, our friends at the Ride Along Podcast, um, they've checked us out, and um, they gave us some very very interesting feedback. I appreciated the feedback, and I'm look, looking for ways to incorporate that feedback into uh, into the show. Uh, but I did appreciate that they took the time, first off, to listen to the show, liked what we do, but then also gave constructive criticism. No, oh, okay. You know, and I like that. Like, uh, and I, I had to listen to a second episode. I had to listen to the one um, where we talked about. I, I call it the roots of our nerdum. Yeah. Where we talked about how we became the way we are. Yeah. Like, yeah. As, as nerds, and because um, I was like, I was trying. I think one of the toughest things to ever do is like, I, I try to explain like what this show is. Right. At its soul, it's just a conversation between you and I. Yeah. yeah. That's all I want it to be. Yeah. You know. We, we, I pick out topics and we discuss them, but like it, at its soul, if we don't talk about those topics and we find something else that like go down a rabbit hole like we did with the Steelers, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Because that's the that's what the show is. But um, so like that's a hard thing to explain to somebody. Like, and I took their criticism well, and I, I I see their point and I can see how I can try to incorporate that. I think, but at the same time, I'm like you know it also is kind of hard to do because of what the root of the show is. And I had to listen to that show like. Okay, I get it. I still think you can find ways to trim, but I get it. Yeah. You know, I appreciated that. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm not blowing your criticism off. I, I, I took it to heart. I, I thought that would be something interesting to do. I need to figure out how to do that. Mm. But at the same time, I'm like, it's tough to do because of what we really are. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah, so. But I appreciate that. So the Ride Along Podcast, thank you very much. I hope you hope you listen to this, this episode and uh, enjoyed it. Yeah. Even though we went down – Tangents and rabbit holes and didn't tighten up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you to them. Um, 
Remember, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. We're very easy to find. And you can also send us an email like Thad does each and every week. And please, people, email us. I'm begging you. Because when it's just Thad, it's sad. <laughs> it's sad. Yeah. But you can send us an email. Uh, our email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. And remember, we are a member of a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Danger Entertainment Network. Uh, just give them a Google search, and you'll find all the other great shows that they have to offer. And lastly, as always, we want to thank you, the listener, for checking us out each and every week. Uh, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to uh, enjoy our hijinks and shenanigans. So that's it. Anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, son, I'm good. And on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.